The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, I have none other than the infamous, in the community anyway, everyone probably knows and loves him, Lamont Hairston with Hairston Property Management. Uh, how's it going, Lamont? Doing well this morning. How about you, Naylor? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, I say, you, you know, you everyone may know you um i'm sure some folks probably don't so we're going to just go into your origins or, or there may be some folks that don't maybe if they're just stumbling on the podcast or whatever so we'll go into your origin story but i say all that just because you you remind me kind of like of paul like back in the day when paul started he was just like on the comments everyone's comments like he was always commenting on everyone's youtube videos and that's kind of how he was a part of the community and, and became, you know, friends with everyone. And, you know, now fast forward, we know now he's like, you know, this epic podcaster and everything um, <laughs> and, and an influencer in his own right. But um, similar to you, Lamont, you're like at every live event. I feel like every live event that I go to, you're always there. Or, or then, then I'm not that I don't even go to. I still see you there tagged here, there and everywhere and see your content from these different events. And you're, you're just you're at all the community events. And, and so I feel like you're just a really good, you know, intimate part of our community. Um, and so I, I, I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that. I look forward to seeing you and, and catching up with you everywhere. I'm like, oh, I bet Lamont's going to be there and we can, you know, catch up so that's pretty cool i remember the last time the last um, moment that i remember uh was at the together in the trades and i met your wife and you met my wife and that that was a really unique a unique event because it was it was more than it's deeper than grass right it was more than just you and me <laughs> you know exactly. yeah so that 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 was cool so um uh well before we go into your origin story what what was i haven't recapped with you at all about that what what was your takeaways from the together in the trades and how did that come about? And what was your wife's perspective? Well, she, when she first found out where it was going to be, it, she was, she was thrilled. Right. Waco. Uh, yeah. Waco, Texas, the, yeah, the silos exactly. and all that. Yep. Yeah. Because she used to be a travel nurse and um, before I met her, she's still a nurse, but she used to be a travel nurse and she uh, traveled to San Antonio, which is not that far away. And so she found out I was going to be in Waco. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going. So, um, <laughs> course, yeah, of course, the silos of Magnolia place that, you know, that that was that was the number one hit for her. But as the event started and progressed throughout the day, when she got to seeing different couples come up, different industries, different cultures, different parts of the country, she got to noticing how, you know, it's not just lawn care professionals. You know, AJ and Alicia, they were there. You know, they're major construction type. And then Brittany and Caleb, they're in, you know, hardscape. And, you know, me, you know, you and, you and your wife, you know, you're in the lawn maintenance and 
the division as well as Brian and Liz. And she just got to seeing what different couples were in different areas of the country, not just doing grass. And she took that into consideration and she was like, I'm glad I actually came. Wow. Because she got to meet different, because she got to meet different wives and girlfriends of the men in the industry, no matter what their profession was. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. And, and that's, for those that don't even know what we're talking about, Together in the Trades is an event that was hosted by the Almonds, Brittany and Caleb Almond and the Fullertons, Liz and, and Brian Fullerton. They, both of them, Caleb and Brian, you know, joked that it was just more Liz and, and, uh, and um, um, you know, Brittany than, than, than them. But, you know, they were still there. I'm sure they were played a supportive role, you know, uh, exactly. <laughs> if anything, to at least promote the event. Right. Because they've got those big followings, too. But but basically it was yeah. an event that's together in the trades. It was for couples in the trades, whether you're, you know, married or, um, you know, you're dating or whatever the status for any length of time, whether it be 20 years plus like my myself or newlyweds or whatever. It was just really a way to kind of, uh, f- to network, right. To get, get, you know, spouses together and see a different aspect of things as well as, you know, it, it was a day, it was like a seminar. It was a day of, uh, speaking, you know, a lot of guest speakers in the trades right. and then also, uh, trades being law and landscape construction, all that, as well as experts like marriage counselors and, folks like that that have books and podcasts and social media that help coach and counsel couples that maybe need it, you know, because their, their, their marriage or relationship it maybe be, you know, is not the strongest or just right. to be proactive, you know, and, and just help people continue to, to stay strong and, and have a happy marriage through all of this. Because as we all, as we know, as entrepreneurs <laughs> and business owners, it's, it's tough, you know, and, and to be married to someone like that is probably tougher, you know, so uh, any, anything we can do to try and soften the blow and, and, and make things as, as easy as, or as, uh, you know, just make things better, I guess, you know, that, that that's kind of, I guess, the general theme of together in the trades and we're not alone. And even if our spouse isn't necessarily working in the field with us, or even if they don't have anything literally to do, I mean, a lot of spouses like my, my wife will do a lot of administrative things. Like she does the payroll and the taxes and the bookkeeping and all that kind of stuff, which is a huge help. She's been doing that since day one. And now it's, it's everything that's going on. It's a little more overwhelming. So we have a CPA now to, to actually do our taxes, but she still stays up on the bookkeeping. So every quarter it send that stuff out, but she used to do it all back in the day. But so whether, what, even, even if they don't do that and they, and they don't do anything, they're still together in the trades with you. They're still dealing with whatever issues you're dealing with that you might bring home accidentally or, you know, you had a really rough day. You're tired. Sorry, honey. I just need to take a shower and go to bed or get a quick bite to eat or something, you know, like they're, they're, they're still a part of it, even though they're not making decisions necessarily or whatever, or, or digging the, the holes, you know, and cutting the grass, they're still a part of it. And that's really what I think together in the trades is about making sure that everyone knows, knows that understands that maybe open some, some minds and help some relationships. So, um, I think everyone had a great, great time. My wife, myself as, as well. So I just wanted to touch upon that, that that's also coming up again, I believe in June or whenever it was over the summer, you can check out Brian Fullerton, uh, um, on Brian's law maintenance. You can check out all of his 
uh, social media and I'm sure he'll have that on there when and where that's going to be and the links for it. Uh, same thing with the almonds, Caleb and Brittany almonds. So those of you listening, if you want to look into it more, you can just probably Google together in the trades and you'll probably see last year's together in the trades. And then they'll probably have the dates for this year. I know it's in a different location, um, versus Waco, Texas, but uh, it's still a nice place. Uh, do you know any more information about it? Lamont? It's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. I think it's June 25th. There you go. Yeah. So for all the, but for all those details in the register, definitely go check that out. Uh, like I said, this isn't, you know, this episode wasn't supposed to be about, about that, but we're just <laughs> catching up and I'm trying to get everybody up to speed. And um, so Lamont, where, where are you from? You're down in North Carolina, right? Yes, sir. I'm in North Central North Carolina. Um, the closest major city is Greensboro, which is about 35, about 30, 30 miles south of me. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, which isn't too far for me, probably a couple hours. I know you're close, close enough to like Mitchell Gordy and a lot of the folks down that way, right? Yes. Yes. I'm about 30 minutes from Mitchell and Tyler Dixon with, and, uh, yes, sir. So yep. I'm K- in, Casey I'm in Turner and all them. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So you're probably another 30 minutes away from me or something I would imagine. So North Carolina is one of those yes. States. It's kind of like just there's people spread out. So like I can go to Raleigh and it's nowhere near Mitchell or any of the, you know, it's like totally, it's like, you know, it's like an hour sometimes. Oh, in yeah. I'm like, what the heck, you know, but for Virginia, it's like, I either go this way or I go that way. And it's like the same amount of time to get to this way or that way, two different people. And then if I want to get them both exactly. same time, it's a little bit of a hike in between and got to coordinate, exactly. but it's cool to be close enough that I can still do that. That's, you know, a couple hour drive or whatever it is. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I like, you know, I like that that's, how things seem to to be once I got involved in social media and get to connect with with a lot of folks that are local enough that we can still get together and not have to wait for like a big event somewhere in another another state or states away or something. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, we'll have to connect in person, you know, sometime one of these days. Next time I'm down that way, try and make sure that we can. I know Paul was down there and you guys were all got together at Mitchell's new shop. That must have been sweet, right? Oh my God, it's insane. I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. So Lamont, why don't you go into your backstory? Let everyone know, get everyone caught up to speed. Like how, what were you doing before lawn care? I know it wasn't like your whole lifelong thing. Like you weren't born into, you know, this industry, like some folks and everything. Um, I don't believe anyway, I don't remember. So uh, just, just get get everyone caught up to speed and, and where you're at today. You're listening to the LCR media podcast. Toro's new Revolution Series lineup provides you with a smarter, more connected fleet that makes your operation more efficient than ever before. It's the products you already know and love, just supercharged with Toro's Hypercell battery system. Learn all about Toro's new Revolution Series line at revolution.toro.com or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. I just started mowing grass when I was four. My dad put me on a ride on an old old Clutch Murray and let me mow the yard when I was four or five years old. And as time progressed, I liked it. And so I didn't mow for about probably about six or seven years. And then I dated a woman whose brother had a small lawn care business. And he actually had a full-time job. So I mowed for him while he was at work. Because um, I worked the second shift, he worked first. And I would go do three or four yards for him during the day. And then he would finish the rest of them after he got off work. And then I mowed on my days off while he still worked. So as time progress. I had a myriad of jobs. I was, I've been thinking from a fast food worker to a security guard to working out of a concrete 
you know, plant that does, you know, blocks and, you know, concrete stuff like that. I mean, I've never had a steady job in a, in a certain career more than five years. I've always, I've done a whole bunch of things. And so <clears throat> the last job I had before I got in lawn care was I was a forklift operator at a grocery store chain warehouse in the freezer, which is minus 20 in the freezer during the day. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole warehouse was a freezer. And uh, February 1st of 2008, I had a seizure and I was out of work for 90 days. And one morning I laid in the bed and I was like, what do I, what can I do? So I don't have to go back to work. And the first thing that popped in my head was mow grass. I didn't have, all I had was a five or 10 trailer and a weed. It didn't have a mower, blower, none of that. So somehow, some way I knew I was going to have to figure out a way how to get into it. And so I lost my job. And I went to school uh, part-time. I went to school full-time at uh, my local community college and took up horticulture just to get a basic knowledge of, you know, plants, fertilizer, seed, that, that type of thing. When three years passed and I still, couldn't get my, I still couldn't get my finances together enough to get a zero turn. But finally the time arose and I finally got my first zero turn. Paid $2,500 for it. And, and over the course of four years, it cost me twenty five hundred dollars to keep it running, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I, and I was like, "I put more. I put I put as much money into this more as as, as I paid for." But it got me through, though. I mean, it got to the point to where I pick it up on Friday from the shop. It go right back to the shop Monday morning. It, something else would break, and I'm just like, "You got to be kidding!" Me. Oh, and so, yeah. So it come to a point that uh. My local did like, look, man, I'm not working on your lawnmower no more. And so he had a demo unit, had like 15 hours on it. He said, look, tell you what, I cut you a deal. We run the paperwork. And he cut me a deal on what I still have now, which is a 2017 Dixie Chopper, 54-inch. Uh, I've had it for almost four years. And I love it, man. I, I get a lot of flack from people, man, running a Dixie Chopper. <laughs> it's all in fun, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know too many people with Dixie choppers. That's that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, that uh, and the reason why I run is because that man gave me a chance at that time when nobody else would. Yeah, and so that's why I respect him so much for doing that because I was stuck. I was like, "What am I going to do?" And he said, "Well, look," and he said, "I'm not going to work with your older more anymore." I said, "Well, look, sharpen the blades, change the oil, and I won't use it no more." And I didn't. I actually. Took it back home, put it on Facebook, and sold it about three weeks later. Nice, but that so, Dixie chopper sure does. It cuts grass, right? And it's and it's lasted all this time. It's not going in the shop every week. You're good, right? No, it's not. Like I said, it, there was times for real. Like I would pick it up on Friday. Matter of fact, I picked it up one day, put a brand new deck belt on it, and the deck belt shredded about two days later. And I was like, "Jeez." Hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't think anyone's one thing I haven't ever heard about a Dixie chopper is that it's low quality. I mean, I, I would think it's built. I think it's like overbuilt. It's like built like a tank, that thing, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, the frame is actually solid. Yeah. Like I said, I've had one, I've had one issue with it and the dealer fixed it in two days. And that's all I haven't really had any other major issues with it other than just general maintenance. Yeah. I mean, in four years, one issue, that's, that's pretty good. So <laughs> how many hours you got on that thing? Do you know? Seven, I think seven fifty-five. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's um, you know, you're you're uh, getting up there. So, how many years total have you been in in lawn care? Uh, total this time around, I say since 2014, so going on eight. Okay, and what services do you offer? Lawn, landscape. What what do you what do you do? <clears throat> offer weekly maintenance. Um, I've always offered you know fertilizing and seeding. Uh, I call it light landscape. You know, mulch, pine straw. That type of stuff. Um, I might do some tree trimming, like from the ground that I can reach for a pole saw. But other than that, nothing major. I'm actually going to start uh, offering uh, fertilization and weed control this year. Okay, sweet. Yeah, and yeah, are, so are you, have you been solo this whole time? Yes, I, ha- I actually brought on a part-time worker last last year. Um, I've known this guy for 20 years, me and went to high school together, and I really didn't have to train him because – he actually worked on the landscape crew for the local country club. And nice. All thing I had to do was show him how to use the Echo Speed Feed head because he'd never seen one before. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "What's a Speed Feed head?" And I showed him. He used to take <laughs> taking the whole thing out and wrapping it around and taking like ten minutes to do it. I'm like, "Dude, you can load this in less than a minute and a half." Yeah. So, was his mind blown? Oh, no, was it? He was like. Man, I ain't never seen nothing like that before. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy how that happens? I don't yeah. understand. You know, you, we, you, like it happens to all of us, myself included. It's like, how did you get by with with without this or not even knowing this existed? You know, that's right. crazy. And, and I actually, I actually uh, had a speed feed head on a, on an older steel I had, and he had uh That's what I had at first was was a steel FS ninety one and. Then I went and bought me a twenty six twenty. He had never ever seen the speed feet hit. He was because the first time I called him doing, I was mowing, and I see him pull the head off, and I was like, "What is he doing?" And I cut the blades off, went over there to him. I was like, "Man, what's wrong?" He was like, "I'm trying to load it." I said, "No, look, I, I, I see you got because you know the older ones, you had to make sure the daylight was through the through the through the trimmer through the trimmer line hole." And I said, "Make sure you see daylight on the side, run it through and." You know, do it, do it like a shoelace, and then you know, tie, yeah, and run it, and kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a but, learning uh, curve, but once you have it down pat, man, it's like a, a game changer for sure. Yeah, and we've, like I said, I've actually cut my time down about thirty-five, forty percent, almost forty percent, as far as at this one big property. It took me like two and a half hours. It was two big properties together. It took me like two and a half hours to mow it and trim it, and now me and him can be in and out. And, probably an hour and 15, 20 minutes. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great feeling when, when you can, you got yourself a good one there when you can find someone that actually knows something about doing the work and you don't have to spend the time training and all that. Sometimes that could be bad when you're like, when you're just like out there trying to hire people that you don't know and they've got experience, they worked here, there and everywhere. Sometimes they get a lot of bad habits that they picked up and now you have to kind of reprogram people. So that can be, be bad too. But uh, you know, in the situation such as yourself i think i've had a you know a a few folks like that myself over the years that came to me with experience and it's like oh thank you i don't have to like baby baby you the entire process and wait for you to kind of get to that level like you're already at that level you just have to kind of get accustomed to my equipment and my lawns and it's just you know that's it you know so right i do i i do majority of the mowing but there's a few properties where there's not a whole lot of trimming. And so I was like, well, look, let's switch. You do the mowing on this one, and then I'll do the trimming. That way, 
Now, sometimes he might get done, and I'm, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and I'm sitting there, you know, I'm still mowing. You know, he's hanging over the bed of the truck, and I'm like, no, nah, we got to offset this. And yeah. It's, and it's not his fault that the property don't need a whole lot of trimming. So yeah, if it don't need a whole lot of trimming, I'll put him on the mower, and then I'll, I'll, and then I'll do the trimming. Yeah. No, I hear you. Probably. That's. Yeah, that's good. I, I I try to do the same thing, like figure out like what properties will, will work well with what balance of people and who's doing what and all that kind of stuff. Because at the end of the day, you know, you want to stay productive, efficient, you know, you don't want people standing around. I mean, other than like, you know, getting a drink or taking a break, you know, wiping the sweat off. But I mean, you don't want them to be just sitting down, hanging out on their phone, you know, checking social media while you're finished something up and there's literally <laughs> nothing else to do. And you're like, what? This is, this doesn't make sense. You know, like it's right. gotta be something, you know? So yeah, I, I exactly. totally, totally get that. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's pivot into, um, your slogan. It's deeper than grass. I call it your slogan. It's a hashtag on your Instagram account. I've seen a lot of folks lately more so than, than, than ever, I feel like, uh, which is why I really became top of mind. And I, I've been wanting to, you know, I've, it's just one of those things I never asked you about or brought up, but I, I knew you were connected to it in some way. And I, I couldn't even find the, the story really anywhere, it, you know, like other than people hashtagging it and always tagging you and, <laughs> and everything. So I'm like, how, what is the story behind that? It's, it's deeper than grass. There's gotta be a good story. It's, it's such a great saying. It sounds like there's something epic behind it. <laughs> It is. It actually, um, how I come, how I came up with it, it's kind of funny. There's a, you know, a lot of people, they want to have a dream of being a rapper. And so there's a rapper local to me. He he put out a mix CD about 2011. And I listened to the whole CD where he had one verse in that song. I mean, one, yeah, one, one verse in that song. And he said to him, he said, it's deeper than rap. His, I guess his whole persona, what he did, what he did was take care of his family. So he said it was deeper than rap. And I was more in the yard. I was more. Lamont, you, uh, you got muted there. I don't know what I, I, I thought. Put my phone on mute, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no, no, it's all good. So just, uh, the last thing you said was, uh, y- you heard him say it's deeper than rap and you're a mo in a yard. That was the last thing you said. Yeah. I heard him. Yeah. I heard him say it's deeper than rap. And then I said, it's deepening. And I said, it's deepening grass. I mean, what I do, yeah, I mean, mowing grass helps to take care of my family. And I'm out here mowing and it's 100 degrees. And, you know, I chose to do this. So to me, it is it's deeper to me. Mowing grass means more than just making money. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you got to have finances to take care of our families. But it actually, on top of that, is <clears throat> dedicated to my daddy. My father passed away three years ago. And me and him was riding down the road one day. We were going to the beach and my wife and kids were in one vehicle with my mom. Me and my dad was in my vehicle. We was going down the road and I was telling him some of the challenges that I was having at work. And I told him that I wanted to do this full time. And he said, well, go for it. And ever since then, I've been dead on it, man. You know, I don't care how hot it gets. You know, if it's 120, if it's 120 degrees outside, I don't care. I'm going to get it done regardless. And so that hashtag is a that is a honor is an honor to him because he the one that gave me the green light to go ahead and take care of that and to do that. You know, it's not that I needed his green light, but to hear him say, go for it is what it means so much to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it give you that it gave you that extra boost that you that you needed. So so how long were you 
so you've been doing this for eight years, but I guess not full time, right? So what? How long did you no. did it? Was it full time that you went all in? Uh, actually, it was this past year. Actually, um, from fourteen to eighteen, I had a part time job, a full time job, and I was mowing grass too. So I was putting in seventy five to eighty hours a week. Mm-hmm. So, so when you had that, work. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm saying. I was saying I would work. I had a full time eight hour job during the day, and I had a part time job in the evening. You know, three, yeah. you know, four days a week, five and a half, five, four, four and a half, five hours, and then I mowed on my days off. So, where else were you working at the time that you had this conversation with your dad when he said go for it? When you were telling the struggles of your other job, I was working in a manufacturing facility. It got to the point to where you know. I had a set schedule, seven to three, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point to where they were trying to, you know, we, we were paid hourly and not on production. And it got to the point to where they were trying to make us do nine hours worth of work in six and a half hours and make us leave at one thirty. And I'm like, we're not on production here. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know why you're trying to push us out of the door at one thirty, trying to make us do nine hours worth of work in six and a half yeah. <laughs> and you're not paying me for nine hours worth of work. Yeah. I hear you. That's, that's like the way of corporate America, unfortunately, especially yeah. as years go on, things just get crazier. Um, but so yeah. what, go, go ahead. Not going to say, I didn't mind leaving it. I didn't mind leaving it at one thirty, but let us do six and a half and six and a half and not nine and six and a half. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So what, what did your transition look like then? This is a good, uh, a good follow-up part here uh, to go from all of these different jobs and uh, that full-time job to full-time lawn care. What did that transition look like? How, how did you figure that out and plan that, that uh, transition? This is Jacob Godard with Scooters Lawn Care. And if you're listening to LCR because you care about growing your business, I want to tell you the secret sauce that helped me scale my business past $2.3 million in top line revenue in 2021. We worked with Lightspeed Social Agency to focus on the best possible neighborhoods in our service areas. Working with them is so easy and everything they create is high quality. Their team monitors results and sends regular updates to our dashboard. There's a link in the description of this episode to a case study of what Lightspeed has done for our business. Like Dave Ramsey said, and Paul Jameson, you know, you know, he, he utters it all the time, you know, get the book closer to the dock. And so I had a in-depth conversation with my wife, you know, she's a nurse, so she can work a hundred hours a week if she wants to. So I knew that I had that, I knew that I had that support financially, you know, from her when I got ready to make that jump. If there was a, you know, if there was a, um, I guess, a gap between what I offered versus what she offers. And so I had an in-depth conversation, you know, we talked about it. And she could tell that my attitude and my health at work was declining. Like, she could tell that I was, you know, I was moody, even though I'm not that type of person. I mean, she tell I was moody, like I was, you know, I would snap at her for no, you know, for no reason. I, like I said, I love my wife to death, man. I'm not that type of dude. And, you know, she would ask me a question. I would give her like a one-line answer. And she was like, what's wrong? And then I was nothing. Then she kept asking me. And I finally would tell her. I said, look, this is what happened. It worked. Da, 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 da. And it got to the point. She was like, I think you need to quit. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. Said, Not for us, but for you. Because she can say it. She can tell that my language changed. You know, I was, 
you know, talking like I shouldn't have been talking mm-hmm. and, you know, I was becoming a product of my own environment. Yeah. And that's not me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I truly believe that, you know, people become a product of their own environment. If they stay there long enough, they start mimicking habits that people there, not everybody, but, you know, they start mimicking habits of people there who they, they might not even realize that they're doing. Yeah. I, I agree. And honestly, I think maybe, I don't know if you thought this way, but maybe another spin or evolution of it's deeper than grass is, you know, a lot of people come to this industry or start this business to get away from a bad environment that they were in. So it, it is yeah. deeper than grass. They're trying to change their life in a lot of ways. You know I mean? Some people lost their, right. you know, they got fired or you know, lost a job or something and, and they're unemployed and, and, and they come to lawn and landscape and some people grew up in it as like a second, third, fourth generation. Then there's the folks like myself and you that just couldn't stand the environment we were in anymore. And it was affecting our life, our personality. I personally couldn't even recognize myself anymore. I was so caught up in the corporate America life and it was sucking my soul away. It felt like, and you know, my wife, just like yours could see the difference and all that. So Coming right. to lawn care, starting my lawn care business, doing something I loved as a homeowner and trying to make it a profession. That was my way of changing my environment so that I, I could have right. a better life and get back to being me and fix the damage that had been done, you know, over over time with my life and my kids and my wife and all that. So it is deeper than grass. Like it really is deep. You know, it's, it's so much more right. than just cutting grass. And I had actually talked to her, you know, like we started dating in 2008 and I had actually talked to her when we first started dating about it. Like I had this big plan, you know, let's say I made in 2008, let's say I made $12 an hour in my job. So for eight hours, you're making 96 bucks for, for eight hours, you know, gross. And I told her, I was like, if I can mow five, if I can mow five, if I can mow six $40 yards, that's two forty a day. That's well more than double what I make. But like I said before, somebody, I wouldn't count taxes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, you know, at, you know, when you first think about it, you're like, well, I'm making over double money and working half as less, you know, half as much, excuse me, half, right. half as much. And so, like I said, that's most people's initial thoughts. But then you, but then you go deeper into it and you're like, you know, okay, I got to pay insurance. There's fuel and, you know, it's just crazy because a lot of people don't take it, take it into consideration in the beginning. Yeah. And then, then that's when you realize you got to raise those prices. Right. And then you have those people that are like, were you junk when you wrote this? (laughs) (laughs) I remember that episode. (laughs) I was hysterical. You had a customer say that to you. (laughs) Yeah. I've been cutting this dude's yard for four years and he worked out of town all the time. And so I guess he would come home like every six or seven weeks. And I guess he got there. He, so he got the letter in the end of March of last year. He was like, you should have sent this letter out before. I said, so I sent that letter out February the 6th. It's March 29th. I said, I can't help it. You just got home and just got that letter. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, <sighs> but, he, but he worked for, he was an airplane maintenance. Uh, I don't know what, what he did, but. But they would sit at a different airport. Sometimes he'd work at a local airport. Sometimes he'd be in Texas. Sometimes he'd be in Illinois. And when he got back home, all of his mail was there. Yeah. And that's when he called me and he was like, he was like, uh, 
I ain't elevating my dollars every two weeks for grass. And I was like, well, sir, I mean, you know, that's the cost I had to pass on to the customer. He didn't like it. Then he agreed to it. And then 30 minutes late, text me back up. Ah, uh, don't worry about it. I'll find somebody else. I was like, all right, then. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for allowing me to take care of you for four years. You know, yeah. Send him a Christmas card for year, and you know, ain't seen him since her proof since, man. But did did he really say? Were you drunk when you wrote this? Yeah, he was. <laughs> they did. I was first when I said that. He was. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, he said, "Were you drunk when you wrote this?" I'm like, "No, sir, not at all." <laughs> You're like, I'm just trying to get my numbers straight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because um, I picked him up from my customer I had next door to him. And uh, he said the guys who were cutting it prior to me, they come whenever they wanted to. And sometimes he would come back home from out of town. The grass would be almost knee high. And so the actual first cut, the grass was between calf, the grass was calf high. And I was like, man, it's going to take me like two and a half hours to get this yard straight. And I told him then, I said, it's going to be about $120 for the first cut. He was like, all right. He said, he said, yeah, I know it's a mess. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> so he was like, he asked me how much, you know, mowers cost and everything. He was like, they were real proud of them mowers. I said, what you mean? He said, yeah, my brother just bought a $13,000 X mark. That thing must be made out of gold. <laughs> I was like, well, you just bought a forty-five thousand dollar Tundra over there, so I said, he said, Oh, well, I need that. I'm like, you can drive a seven year old Tundra. I mean, it's gonna sit at the airport majority of the time anyway. You right. be out of town. But, yeah, we need the mowers too. We we need a good mower exactly. that's gonna be able to get the job done. Exactly. So we're both in the same boat. That's crazy, man. Sometimes I have conversations like that too with people and it's just like, I just like, especially in that situation, I'm, I'm just like done with them anyway. And I'm just, I'm just like, let, let's have a matter of fact conversation here. Cause you, you people just don't get it sometimes. It's amazing how, how out of, out, out of touch people really are with so many things. You know, they just think we're, they just don't get it. It's deeper than grass, man. They don't get it. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, I submitted two quotes this week for the for two different for two of them jobs, and ain't heard nothing. Ain't heard a word back from neither quote. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, I can't help it that to the average homeowner, man, it seems kind of high. But I mean, I mean, the cost of materials went up, man. I mean, you know, I can't help it. I mean, it's like I'm not making no more money really than what I would have made last year, you know, versus what the stuff went up from last year to to this year. Yeah. For sure. And, and, you know, I'm sure you've heard this before, but if you're getting a yes, if you're getting all yeses to your quotes and you're probably not charging appropriately, you know, now if you're getting all no's, maybe you need to tweak some things too, but there should be a blend of the two. But at the end of the day, getting all yeses and, you know, doing work for, for less and leaving money on the table is better to not even have that work so that you can focus on trying to get the more profitable work right. and, you know, whatever you can do, you know, to, to, to market your business, spend time with your family, maybe fixing equipment, all that versus running yourself ragged for cheap, you know, like, Oh, well I'm busy. My, my right. schedule's full now, but you're not even making enough profit to even make it, you know, make sense. So a lot of people don't really realize right. that. So, um, it's better to get those no's and then get the right yeses, you know, make room for that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That well, is true. 
Well, thanks, Lamont, for sharing all that. That was some good stuff. I like the it's deeper than grass and, um, you know, your, your uh, emotional connection with that for sure. And I'm sorry about your loss, um, but you, you, you are doing 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 you and getting after it. And um, that's that's uh, that that's I look forward to seeing. I had no idea that you had just just kind of recently gone full time. I know you've been doing this for a while, but I don't always connect like who's part time, who's full time. It's just you're you're doing it. You know, you're out there hustling right. one, one way or another, you know, whether it's a weekend warrior or, you know, it's full time. It's it's you're still in the thick of it. Um, but before you go, yeah. before you go, I got my pod decks here. I wanted to wait on it. Wanted to uh, ask you a couple of random questions. So for those that uh, hopefully everyone knows, but for those listeners that don't know, um, I have a, a a deck of cards here. They're called pod decks. I didn't come up with them. You can go to poddecks.com and check it out. They've got all kinds of different things for all different ways to kind of spice up your podcast, make it interesting and, and and so on. And this is just a whole bunch of random questions that I just have my guests. Usually when they're live, they could just pick their own card at random, read their own question, answer it. But in this case, when it's virtual, I'll randomly pick the card and read the question and you just answer it. And they're all just generic questions that really have nothing to do with what we just talked about. I mean, in some cases it might, you know, like there's questions like what's, um, you know, what, what's, what's it like a hero of yours or what's your biggest regret? Like things like that. But then there's like kind of random things too. Like, you know, what's, uh, which words or phrases do you most overuse? You know, like, you know, who's your favorite, you know, um, action, uh, uh, superhero, like things like that. So it's all kinds of lighthearted and some deeper things just to kind of give a different perspective. And, and I know a lot of people have commented in the past that they like that part of the, of my show because, they get they kind of learn some things about the guests that they may not have learned you know like uh like the my my recent guest he's a pilot and stuff so that none of these things would have ever came out if it wasn't for um right. you know these questions it's kind of bizarre so so that, that that's the road we're going to go here so you see like you've got my side i can't see so you, you're seeing the other side here so i'm just going to pull a card so you know it's at random so let's see. So this one says, if you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? So all but three. Like, what are the three apps you'd keep on there that are the most whatever? Uh, I'd probably say Instagram, Google Maps, and Yahoo Mail. Nice. Interesting combination there. Um Let's pick another one here. All right. This one. If you had someone following you around all the time, what would you have them do? I have never had anyone pick this one before. That's interesting. <laughs> if you had a stalker, what would they do? <laughs> Uh, oh my god if i had a stalker no but if you had I, someone I, following you around it, it, it's it's i'm trying to make make a joke out of it but it's just saying <laughs> if you had someone following you around all the time what would you have them do probably give me suggestions on things that i could change to become more efficient no matter what it was whether it was my business my personal life you know as far as my health you know whatever have them to maybe offer some suggestions, be it, be a, uh, be outside the box looking in. Nice. Good answer. Good answer. And there's no right or wrong answers. Obviously this is all just random stuff here. I'm, I'm pull one more. You, you good for that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's see. 
If you can instantly become one, what would you want to be an expert in? Mm. <laughs> That's a good one. Another yeah, one that yeah. hasn't been asked before. <laughs> <laughs> if I could become an expert in one thing, what would it be? Yeah. Um, I man, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you some. Yeah, I told you some are some are you know easy. Some are more you know you really gotta think about it. I guess. If I could become an expert, I would say. Uh, Helping others succeed. If I had to become an expert in one thing, helping others succeed. Gotcha. So like like a like a success, like a life coach, maybe like helping people be successful in life. Either that, or you know, or like serving others. You know, like like you might go to these events and stuff. You know, you might help people set up. You know, that's helping that event become successful. You know, whoever's throwing it on. And then, you know, everybody who shows up, you know, they learn from it. And so the whole event, wherever you go, you know, it can become successful by just helping out. I mean, you know, it, it, there's no iron team. So, you know, so, so, you know, it's, it's a team effort, no matter who's on the team, as long as you want to chip in and help out. Yeah. Well, that's great, Lamont. Thanks for uh, for playing along. And uh, that's a great way to a great note to end on. Uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for being on the LCR Media Podcast. Um, I, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And as always, I appreciate the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode, guys, it's the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.